everybody. Welcome to our stupid fucking podcast and our stupid fucking day of the week. Uh, my name is Jacob Rupp. Uh, guess what? The chicken this week sucked. The Denver Nuggets this week sucked. Noah Reynolds, hey. Hey, Jacob. Yes, welcome to our stupid, dumb podcast. You're listening to our stupid, dumb voices, and you're a fucking idiot for it. <laughs> um, thank you so much for having me. It's another week. Um yeah, we're going to get in. Oh, yeah, I forgot about your thing. Yeah, I guess you didn't. You've had a bad week um, through and through um, chicken wise nuggets. Also a bad week. We'll call it a bad week, too, for the Denver Nuggets. Um, I have some of my own opinions about the chicken we ate this week. You, you know, you're coming in hot, Jacob. You're mm-hmm. you're well known to be an even tempered, well mannered boy with, you know, who always is on his best behavior. And you're, you know, you're coming in hot and I like it. I like this kind of fire in your eyes and mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that we're going to be okay today. This is, this is the podcast that's going to get me canceled. Um, no, from just that's... my thoughts on vaccines, which no. is going to be the third section of the yeah. podcast. We're going to have that, a very heavy vaccine discussion. That um, January 6th podcast also will yes, get me canceled. Because that's how much I don't want to talk about the nuggets. Like we should just talk about January 6th. And our thoughts. Nice. We're gonna have a you, breakdown. You don't even know what happened. <laughs> no, I don't. I just, I just know for some reason that day it makes me really happy. You know. Um. Well, absolutely, Jacob. Yes, you've had a bad week. I had an okay week as far as our two topics. Well, how have you been, Noah? Personally. Oh, oh yeah. Thank you so much for asking me. I've been all right. As you can see, I have a futon now. Oh. I don't know if you noticed that. So I'm not just like um at. At a, I used my bathroom counter as my desk, which was so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm getting comfy in my new, I'm calling it a compound just because of, you have to legally call it that if there's. <laughs> <laughs> now, listeners can't <laughs> see Noah. Mind. Listeners can't see Noah because, uh, but he is laying on his belly and his legs are like uh, up in the air and swinging back and forth like a teenage school girl. That is yeah. how Noah is recording the podcast tonight. Yeah. So it and has put me in a better mood. You haven't seen the grapes that I'm about to put into my mouth really slowly. So yeah, yeah I'm kind of living like a king over here. Um, but yeah, it's been all right. I've been on an okay week. Jacob, how about you? Do you have, um, yeah, do you, how are you doing? Oh, um. I'm about as doing as well as a XX Toshion fan. Uh, I am on suicidal watch, um, mm. mostly because on mental mental health awareness month. Yes, uh, yes, mostly bummer. because of this month. I'm so mentally aware that I'm depressed, but um, you know that's mostly because of this chicken that we're going to talk about. Oh, no, not to even transition into it already. Uh, I. I mean, you asked me how a I was lot, doing. And a lot of, yeah. Gave me an answer, but whatever. You clearly are upset. I'm ready to get into the topics, Jacob. You've had a bad week. You know, we can take turns steering the ship, or you can do it. Maybe you steer the ship, but yeah, let's get into the chicken. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, you know, you mentioned January 6th. This, I did. I this did, as new, I do. This new item from Chipotle on par with january 6th you know you think you think this <laughs> this well, i don't even want to call it what it is we, first of all we we're bearing bleed the chicken we ate is the new pollo asado chicken at chipotle jacob was so furious he he just he just went the chicken at chipotle we haven't even introduced the chicken that's the chicken we ate at mm-hmm. <laughs> jacob had it a few times this week um i mean let's yeah you're right let's get into it the, i ended up Look, I I love Chipotle, Noah. I ended up eating this three times. This uh, it was three, okay. Because for the first time I ate it, it's kind of like uh, I was. I just couldn't believe. It. I was like, no, this can't be this bad. Hold on, this must have hold been. on one second. Yes, I'm gonna interrupt you, Jacob. Take us through your chicken experience with the pollo asado. <laughs> thank you, and thank you for steering the ship. You know, of course, I don't. I don't. It's it's very good. I just you know, I just don't want you to go on like a it's okay. you know a tirade, and it's yes. going to be like thirty minutes, and it's no. 
by the way, I'm okay with that too. Yes. And I had a transition asking how you were, and you asked me how I was. I was going to make it bad into the Poyosado, and then you stopped it and backed out. I've way, been blown so, too. So, uh, but no worries, it's all good. Uh, but again, not as bad as this Pollo Asado from Chipotle is <laughs> Noah Reynolds antics. Uh, I I had it three times because I thought the second time uh, I would go back and maybe, you know, maybe they just didn't know how to make it yet. They didn't know how to cook it yet because it's such a new item. They only have four different proteins. So uh, it's not like they do that. And then, um, no, the most the most disturbing part to me about it is how it's healthy. And I, I go to Chipotle to pretend to be healthy. Mm. I don't want to. Uh, that's that's the most offending part to me. Uh, so what did you think about the pollo asado, uh, you glass half full motherfucker? I'm so think? sorry. I'm so sorry. That was it. You, the main thing is that you don't want to be told what's healthy and you don't want to eat. First of all, it just sounds oh, like you want to also, eat healthy. It tastes healthy because, yeah, it tastes like it sucks. So okay. That's why right. I think it's so good. <laughs> because the pollo asado is the uh, addictees, if you will, Noah, because the carne asada at Chipotle is amazing right. and it is not there. And this just makes me furious that they don't have carne asada. So it's almost even more of a mental fuck you from the Chipotle. And uh, I don't know if it's to do to the, the stock shortage or whatever, but this chicken is not good. Um, wow. All right. Well, Jacob, this is disappointing to me that this is your opinion. First of all, I don't, I don't, um, as you know, as our fans know, you and I are our Chipotle stands through and through. Like mm-hmm. I told the Chipotle line, I will and continue to do so until my death. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, now, this was a big deal. When there was a new chicken item on the menu, we're like, we're jumping at that. We're a chicken podcast, right? Let's go, you know, sign me up. Um, and, well, I was, uh, Jacob, <laughs> I'm not throwing you under the bus, but Jacob was like, have we, have you eaten the Pollo Osada this week? And I was like, no, he's like, all right, I tried it twice. It sucked both times. I need to talk <laughs> about it. So part of the reason we're doing this is because of that. And I went in, I hadn't eaten it yet. So I went into the experience being like, <laughs> my God, being like, hey, what do you want to eat? And I'll be like, I'll get, um a burrito and they're like what kind of beef and i'll be like pollo asado <laughs> because i already you've already you know made my mind up um my opinion about it was it was fine it was okay slash fine um i'm trying to i'm trying to think was i as angry about it as you i don't know i kind of think i kind of think this is almost like a secret love thing where you're like you keep eating it because you secretly love it. And now you're just too far on this. You know, I, I, I have had it twice since we started recording. So right. yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I hate it so much, but I can't stop trying it, thinking it might be good. Yeah, you might be onto something a little bit. but Well, I'm, I'm looking. I, the, here's the thing. Clearly, yes. if it tasted like shit, you know, that's one thing. I, I didn't have that experience. I, it was. It didn't taste as good as the regular chicken. I think Chipotle's general regular chicken kind of reigns supreme in the fast casual Mexican cuisine world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, maybe that's why I don't. Maybe that's why I feel like it's a slap in the face to the other chicken. You know, you're right because I do love that so chicken all of, so much. This is, uh, yeah, this is all of your problems of a, with these are existential yes. and have no real base in reality, and is is really is no. a you problem. <laughs> because you're right, Noah. This chicken is fine. It's fine. There's yes. nothing, and it could be great. You know, maybe if it gets a couple players off injury, it could contend. But honestly, right now. I don't know if I picked the wrong salsa to go with it, Noah, because uh, it just wasn't vibing with me at all. Okay, did you go to different locations to get these different burritos? Oh, yes, I know okay. how to do the scientific <laughs> method. I know how to change the variable of which Chipotle I'll go into. Of course you do. Yeah, yeah we call that the um, independent and dependent variables, of course. I just yes. remembered that, I'm awesome. Um, I'm trying to, so I'm on the press release website and trying to look up the actual 
flavoring of the pollo asado. Look, and this, and this too, it may seem hard. I'm being hard on Chipotle, but it's like you know our love of the Nuggets. This is our team. Chipotle is my my guys, uh, and and they don't even. And you'll be back, and, and you're going oh, back tonight. Oh, I'm going back. I've I already put in a delivery. I have one on the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's. I guess that's where I was upset and my concern lied because it seemed like you were so fired up, if I could use a term. Um, the kids are using that it, this was like a make or break kind of thing, you know, um, and obviously not because, no. you know, you and I are as, you know, we're patriots first and foremost. And then mm-hmm. second of all, we're um, Chipotle, um, you know, loyalists, I guess is the term. Um, I can't find just the regular Pollo Asado recipe. Um but I think you summed it up great, which is, yeah, you know, this, this chicken was kind of a, it's a role player kind of thing, just like <laughs> fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they did it clearly to, to spice things up. This is not a permanent menu item. You know, are they going to replace the chicken with the pollo asado? No fucking way. You know, when that happens, you know, that's going to be a real conversation about where, you know, our loyalties kind of lie, but um mm-hmm. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. What is on. what is your Chipotle order, Jacob? You don't deviate much, do you? I can't. Um, I do go a little back and forth. Interesting. Uh, but mostly everything is the same, except one time I'll get it with chicken or I'll get it with steak. <laughs> this is pretty much it. Okay. Uh, so, but yes, I get a uh, a, a chicken uh, or steak, a white rice, pinto beans, uh, the red hot salsa uh cheese and then if i'm feeling if it's like you know during my lunch which it usually is i'll I'll do lettuce too even though uh you know against my better you judgment just pick it. you pick it all out you pick the uh, lettuce out of i leave it i leave it in the the, the container but i don't <laughs> eat it but i like to like bring it in the office and hold, walk around with it and so people can see like oh he he has at least some lettuce intake um, you know what's funny too? No, I, 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 I oh, went, this is funny. I went to the, <laughs> I went, I went to a spa the other day, and I got a facial, um, for my acne and stuff on my face, mm-hmm. and and the and this lady, first of all, she was like, I know you pick peace and quiet, but I'm gonna talk the entire time. Is basically what she said, <laughs> and she did talk the entire time. Cool. And then, but then she talked uh, mainly about my diet. And, and being like uh you can imagine how eating green stuff will help your face and stuff no so and then i was like don't listen to her dude look at this picture of me almost eating lettuce from a chipotle burrito <laughs> exactly so i showed her that and then she's like that's not actually lettuce that's guacamole that yeah you got extra extra of that's just the green salsa she said uh, <laughs> yeah um damn jacob well I don't we remember all know. what my oh yeah, what's your order, Noah? What's your oh okay, order? cool. Yeah, thanks. Um I I oh maybe we did this last time where we we role played our orders. Because <laughs> this is our second sojourn to Chipotle. We're obviously doing it because they have a new item. Um I was gonna ask if you wanted to role play, but I'll just tell you because that yeah. seems like it'll take quicker. Um I I get a chicken burrito, mm-hmm. um, white rice, black beans, hot salsa, corn, cheese, guac lettuce sour cream and i think that's it black beans and then fajitas depending on what kind of i don't know if you're like me depending on what kind of fajita veggies are in available that day you know i'll get fajitas or not like if it's red peppers or yellow peppers i'll definitely get fajita veggies but if it's like green peppers i'm not getting fajita veggies that day yeah you know what i mean i never get the veggies you know i mean what am i gonna do just trying to make my face better (laughs) what am i trying to make my face look better Fucking dumb. You're not using that for anything. (laughs) No. Wow. This Um, is a great episode already. Noah. Pollo asado. It's a fresh flavor of chicken. Oh. Sorry. That's it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I thought you were reading the press release, (laughs) which I have in front of me. Um, This is from newsroom.chipotle.com. The pollo asado is grilled fresh and prepared daily in small batches. Responsibly raised chicken in uh, tumbled in a spice blend before right being seared on the whatever the fuck, the plancha, which I assume is their grill. Pollo asado is then 
hand chopped into tender, juicy bites and is brought to you in a bright marinade, fresh squeezed lime and cilantro. So it doesn't really tell me the recipe. Yes, and this is... This is my another another thing. You can taste that it was responsibly raised chicken. I love chicken that is tortured and uh, abused. Um, that's when the flavor really comes out. You know, Noah. What would this surprise you? This is the press release goes on. Chicken is um, e- is easily our most popular protein with many of our most loyal Chipotle customers ordering it a majority of the time. And that's from Chris Brandt, the chief marketing officer. Yeah, um, and that's from Mr. Chipotle himself, Chris Brandt. <laughs> right. Um, and I he mean, lives- We all know he, Chris Brandt, so. Right, he lives in his ivory tower in uh, Tijuana or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, you know, cause I, I noticed again, they didn't really, what I just read, didn't mention any sort of real recipe, it kind of, described more of the presentation hand chopped into tender bites you know squeezed with cilantro the thing i i saw garlic spice on the menu that seemed like it was something that would be interesting um in terms of is this it oil sato's grilled fresh poised kitchen using classic no (laughs) sorry i'm trying to find what we actually ate jacob that's what's concerning me and maybe why you're yeah. so upset. And you know? I'm sorry I'm getting distracted, but Christopher Brandt's net worth <laughs> is $25.5 million. Oh. Uh, he owns over 2,000 units of Chipotle stock. Um, hmm. you know, and me and you, Noah, we have one unit of Chipotle stock. Yeah, and that's stock that we use to cook soup with mostly. Yeah, yeah, it's chicken stock. But yes, it is. Uh, so shout out Christopher Brandt. I just wanted to make sure he was the the top that we're looking for. And, you know, he is. But yes, um, I'm not sure what the fuck that is in this uh, ingredients, Noah. I guess uh, the press release was didn't have didn't have specifics. I think it's just made from uh, bullshit and like uh, tears. Lies and shit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, gosh, I have to say this week. I, my mother, who loves giving me bad news, told me that she heard of three people who all went to a Chipotle on the same visit who all got food poisoning. And I do not know what oh, really? they ate. Yeah, I don't know what they ate. But I think this is on record before. Um, I, I think I've said this is what I mean on record on this podcast. I, if you get food poisoning, you're a baby. And second of all, like, uh, if I get food poisoning from Chipotle, I don't think my I don't think I stop going back there. No, um, it'd have to be pretty aggressive food poisoning. Yeah, it'd have to be food poisoning, and then this guy Chris Brandt would have to shoot my mom. I think then I don't go back to Chipotle. He has the money to cover it up too. Apparently, I know. nobody Acor- would believe me. According to Wallmine.com. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob. Um, yes. Uh, I, I never, yeah, we're very anti um, stomach issues in general here on the podcast, uh, but especially food poisoning. It's like, come on, up your game a little bit. You know, I think eating just like stand up comedy is a two person sport. You know, you need the food and the person, and uh, you just need to be stronger than the food and not get poisoned, uh, is our official podcast stance. Perfect. Um, I, I think so. I think that's true. I think you should not get poisoned by the food, but if there happens to be poison in the food, as in you're being poisoned by somebody else unrelated to the food, I think that's okay. Yeah. Um, we're talking assassination kind of thing. Yeah. Especially. Okay. If you, if you poison yourself after your, uh, love gets poisoned, that's a Romeo and Juliet type thing. Um, Right. And of course, um, we're talking William Shakespeare. Um, who yeah, is I should the say cornerback for the oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I ruined your ref. Go ahead. No, that's okay. It was going to shit. It was going to be Is the corner. Go ahead. Hmm. I was going to say, I got too high during the Nuggets game as well. So, oh, yeah. That cool. is cool. That is cool. Yeah. Um, so very, <laughs> very abstract. So this comes, so, so this comes from Thrillist one of our country's greatest um, um, papers of record or I guess publications of record. Okay, Jacob. Top five, top five of my publications. Yeah. All right. So (laughs) buckle up. The Poyo, this is from 
Thrillist. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the flavor. The pollo asado was by far the best flavored grilled chicken I've (laughs) ever had from a fast casual restaurant and honestly gives more expensive dining establishments a run for their money. Okay. Now, I'll give you a second. Hold on one more time. This is a second thing. Unlike other grilled chicken I've eaten, the sear didn't taste like it was added purely for aesthetic purposes. While it certainly didn't taste like it was just popped off a grill a minute ago, it tasted like it spent time cooking on the chain's signature planchette, which let the cilantro and lime flavor sink enough to to be present in every bite. Now, I guess my question is, Jacob, are you saying you're smarter than Thrillist or smarter than Ophelia Lawler or um, Thrillist? Look, I don't want to point fingers to Thrillist, okay? Mm-hmm. But them using that language, especially the plancha, um, plancha. really indicates to me that this is a, uh, a, a, a snuff piece, mm. if you will. Uh, and I like to call in... <laughs> the validity of this thriller you know and i'm a big i'm one of the biggest thriller advocates out there you know that our listeners know that but i just would like to toss this one into maybe the fact checking pile one more time you know what (laughs) i mean we'll send our fact checkers and research on this yes and maybe the problem is i just don't like grilled chicken you know i did try to like have the grilled chicken nuggets from chick-fil-a and i thought those were an abomination um and and greasy and uh but also healthier for you somehow i just don't i'm just not on board at all no i and and uh i think it's 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 a bad food for bad people and i think uh hitler himself would love this chicken so that's what that's my hitler famous vegetarian of course you would you would (laughs) (laughs) um well, Jacob, I I don't want to endorse your your incendiary words because I don't agree necessarily. Yep. It seems hey, like this is just my opinion. This is just my opinion. Yeah, and we're allowed to have opinions, people. Mm-hmm. What is it like? Where where are we living? You know, literally in um, what did you say? Nazis, um, not uh, Germany. Hitler. Hitler. Right. Living in with Hitler. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're allowed to have opinions. Um, but I will finish. I, I, this is, you know, this is, this is the last thing I'll say from, and then we can move on to a more, um, you know, Uh a happy topic like the Denver Nuggets, but this is how the article ends. This is how the article ends. Oh, more thriller stuff. As somewhat of a chicken snob, I went into trying this new offering with healthy skepticism, if not a bit of apprehension. Um, Sorry. Let's see. Uh, fuck. Oh, egg on my face, Noah. Egg on my face. <laughs> the, the Chipotle's new pollo asado, there's no gimmick. It's a hefty serving, serving of juicy, flavorful chicken that is versatile enough to go in a bowl, burrito, or quesadilla. But not in your mouth, apparently, according to Jacob Rook. Now, people... We're here for you to form your own opinions, and I think that's basically the thesis of this. And maybe you do that. Go ahead and try the chicken uh, pollo asado. And pollo is what? Uh, it is chicken. Because <laughs> you're listening to pollo y los nuggets. Gracias, gracias. And Noah, I do want to say, after you know, hearing the words from Thrillist, a publication I do trust. Mm-hmm. and hearing your opinion that it was fine uh apparently <laughs> i think you know i've i think you're i think you guys are right i think i'm convinced i think this is a welcome addition to the chipotle menu and uh i think i'm i might have to try it a couple more times for it to really All settle right. in on me let me i want to back up the, what Thrillist basically said was that this chicken was the greatest thing since the Emancipation Proclamation. I'm not yes. saying that. I am saying it's fine. I think there's <laughs> kind of, and what you're saying is... Oh, the, Noah, you said this is your favorite thing we've done no, on the podcast. No, and, no, and what, you said, what you said is this chicken is the worst humanitarian crisis since the Holocaust. So I think there's kind of a little bit of a gray area between those things. Between you know the chicken's the I best just, and the chicken's the worst. And the chicken's just fine, which is where I am. 
I'm fucking what's her face going through the woods and those bears. Yeah, you're France. Going, <laughs> being neutral. <laughs> no, what's the story? Eating porridge. Yes. It's what's the, her name? Uh, Little Red Riding Hood. No, I don't think that's her. I'm pretty sure that's her. Little Red Riding, Riding Hood. Hood. Riding Hood gets seen by Wolf. Anyway, dude. <laughs> Metaphor, metaphor oh, collapse on that was, itself. That was in Kanto. I think it was in Kanto. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, this part is kind of cool. I, I, I was going to, damn it, I was going to use another metaphor. Yep. But you, See, you, you can't guys, even back just up do it again. your Ooh. argument for Puyo Asado. Send me up again. Send me up a again. good metaphor. All right. Uh, I, uh, Noah, it, okay, go ahead. Well, all I was going to say was that. Um, I set you up there beautifully. Uh, <laughs> Noah, go ahead. Okay, dude, fuck it. Let's move on. <laughs> what fucking day of the month is it? The twentieth? Okay. But I truly am convinced, Noah, we're we're fine, you know. And and this menu item, I was thinking about it a little existential. Um, you know, but this if this if this chicken drops into the playing game, then so be it, you know. That's what how it's gonna be. Does this does this chicken stand a chance against like, I don't know, New Orleans? Hmm. I don't know. Really Dumb question. To see. I hated yeah. that. Maybe we should just move on. All right, let's move on, Noah. Um, do you have any more thoughts about Chipotle Pollo Asado? Um, I loved it. Um, what did you think? I also loved it. <laughs> um, and um, I'm, you know, it's just it, Chipotle is just like Chipotle is just like that that friend or that family member that's always there for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and ironically everybody at my chipotle knows me and recognizes me um so they are kind of like close friends yep. um so shout you out. know sometimes they hit sometimes they miss sorry <laughs> yep out. yep shout out them uh they hit and miss uh shout out chris brant um impressive net worth you know impressive you're stuff. into that yep. into that. i am i am into that a little bit and chipotle stock pretty good right now according to a bunch of numbers i don't understand uh do you understand stocks at all noah i've tried to in the past but um i was kind of like after a while you know what i mean yeah i was like i was like i was like how about how's this first stock market and then i grabbed my dick and balls Mm, more like cock market how so and that's what you come here for this podcast for is classic good humor. And uh, I hope you're having a great day. Um, we're going to move <laughs> on here to uh, our bridge of the podcast, the middle of the podcast, if you will. Uh, Noah, college basketball is happening. I did watch a lot of the tournament this week. Me too, dude. Uh, yeah, uh, much better basketball than uh, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, but you can join in on the action. During the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. Noah, I made a bunch of money betting on St. Mary's. Did you really? Not, nope. Nope. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. And we're talking about swimming. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Not talking about swimming pools. Not talking about swimming pools. Shout out Kendrick Lamar. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round? Who? And who will be hit the most three pointers? Like an owl. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Then track your results. It's not David Roddy from fucking CSU. He can make a three at all. Noah, take over the call to action. My favorite part of the podcast. Yes, Jacob. You really floundered last week when you found out how much was written on the call to action. And I realized just again how much was written. And (laughs) I am going to be okay about it. Here I am doing the call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, the Basketball Podcast Network. Sorry, I'm just um, those are the uh, I'm, those are the letters <laughs> that you can use. T the uh, anyway. Fuck. Bet five dollars on any college hoops team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN. 
Okay, this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, 21 plus restrictions apply. See, oh, let's show more detail. <clears throat> um, you, um, oh, okay. If, <laughs> if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Colorado, and New Hampshire, 888-789-7777 slash visit cppg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-8, sorry, excuse me, 1-877-770 stop, uh, that's 7867 in Louisiana, 8778-HOPE. NY slash text hope NY four six seven three six nine New York. Visit opgr.org or again. Okay. And then call or text the Tennessee Red Line at one eight hundred. Eight eight nine nine seven eight nine. That's Tennessee, or in Virginia, the the number is one eight eight five three two thirty five hundred. But wait, there's more. Twenty one and plus. Okay. <laughs> okay. 21 plus in New Hampshire and Wyoming. Physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Those are the only states you have to be physically present in. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKingsSportsbook.com for details. Okay. No, I can't. I can't breathe. That is the funniest thing. Why is it? Our podcast is eventually going to be just a, an hour ad read about the, just the numbers to call. Uh so funny. Um, well, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. I said that. Uh, <laughs> you need that. I know you did, yeah, but okay. I just wanted to reiterate for more details. Here's my suggestion. Yes. Everybody stop being a fucking addict. How about that? So that we can get through this goddamn <laughs> oh ad easy. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. We'll have to cut that part out. Hopefully, I remember. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, oh, fuck. Jacob's no, rubbing his so eyes. Funny. I'm so I, sorry. I immediately... Started saying how good I was gonna be at it, and um, wow, that was hard. Yep. I will we'll tweet out the fucking script, and you guys can send us in <laughs> your, your best read. attempts. Yeah, seriously, fuck you. Yes, yeah, so we right. gotta get John Davis on the podcast again. See if he, he can do he it. He did okay. He only did okay. He only did um, okay. Speaking of okay, <laughs> yes, <laughs> very good. Uh, the Denver Nuggets. Now, uh, um. Uh, I, half and half week, kind of a similar week than of the kind of what we've been seeing during the season, but uh, kind of haven't seen it lately. But um, since we last spoke, I mean, I'm going to involve uh, the Sixers game just because of the road trip, but sure. um, they beat the Sixers and the Wizards on the road. Then they lost to Cleveland and Boston uh, and the one to Boston on their home floor, uh, I don't know. No, I don't want to be hyperbolic about it. Might be the worst loss in the Jokic era, I think. Um, I don't know if I, I can. I, it's probably not true, but I'm yeah, I would say those those first two games of the Jazz series and the bubble playoffs were they beat us by 50 and we thought it was all going to. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yes, that's I right. Think, You're right. I think this is certainly the worst game we've played this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as Jokic himself playing, one of the worst games I've ever seen him play in mm-hmm. the last several years. He couldn't make a fucking shot, and um, they were defending him like nothing I've kind of seen. It was like a team that kind of we figured out how to defend him, which was put four guys on him, essentially. 
Yeah, very weird. Very weird to see. And I think it it kind of, um, you know, it, it puts into perspective how good Jokic is always. Yeah. <laughs> and then sure. it's just like, oh, this is a really bad game from Jokic. Um, uh, probably his worst game. Yeah, this year for sure. Mm. Um, probably last year too. I don't remember a, a, a game like this last year. Um, but yeah, totally lost kind of very odd it was very interesting and and give credit to boston they have the best defensive team in the league um they uh have the best record since january uh first so this whole brand new year they're the best record in the nba um tatum is just uh awesome and uh brown is uh pretty almost awesome but he's really great and And also uh, um Sorry, sorry. No, and and also the the game against Cleveland. That's another playoff team in the East too. So, while these are are bad losses um, overall, uh, they're still you know they're just two uh, losses to playoff teams in the East. Well, it sounds like you're talking yourself off the edge. That's pretty cool. I yeah. thought I was going to have to do that. Um, I, I agree, dude. Out. Uh, yeah, you did. That's that we call that in um, the therapy world coping mechanisms mm-hmm. or um, breakthrough. Just, breakthrough. Yeah. No, those oh, don't okay. exist. Right. Um, Jacob, I agree with all of you. I would, I would, I would throw this out at you. Which would you? Which is more of an important win slash more of an important loss? Would it have been a bigger deal if the Nuggets had lost in Philly? The or not as big deal because it was in Philly, or was that um, was that a marquee win because of the Jokic Embiid storyline? Um, so because this this yeah. win seems less consequential just because of um, I mean between those two games. Also, Celtics beat us a few weeks ago, um, and they are on this kind of incredible run where they're not just beating teams, but they're totally dicking on them. So yeah. like it's like I totally would have loved to have win this game, but I kind of am am like you just said I'm not doom and gloom. I mean we are, we generally are way more positive than I think the average Nuggets fan. Um, but yeah, you know these are two of the top teams in the East, which is a way better com- uh, conference this year. And um, you know we took Cleveland into overtime at least, which was mm-hmm. good. And um, Celtics, you know, that this loss is inexplicable, frankly, but. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you're to, to bring up your question though. I mean, you're probably right. Like Nuggets at this point in the season probably only had like one key win, like a 76ers win or this Boston win. But I would even argue like they, they were pretty much controlling the Cavs game until the fourth quarter. And I think if the Nuggets hold on against the Cavs, uh, then this loss doesn't matter like at all. Totally. Then then this this uh, Boston Celtics matter uh, loss doesn't matter. Um, so you know it's all consequential like that. I think right now with timing though, it does it is a worse loss for sure. Um, nobody can beat the Timberwolves right now either. Um, so now the Nuggets are tied with the Timberwolves for the sixth seed and uh, are by all tiebreaker metrics. They are not going to go over the Timberwolves, probably. So Nuggets definitely have to get a better record or they're going to be in the seventh spot, which is, of course, the playing spot. Um, but there's a lot of interesting stuff coming up, Noah, uh, especially within these last couple weeks. Um, so uh, I'm very interested to see how this all plays out. Not um, one of the interesting things, the Nuggets on Tuesday play the Clippers, which would be the play in game right now. And that's on TNT on Tuesday. And uh, look, this this game against uh, Boston, a lot of people watch Boston Celtic games, a lot of Boston fans. But I think this this hurts uh, Jokic MVP a lot as well. I think if he has a huge game on Tuesday, maybe he can offset it. I mean, the the narrative wise, though, this is uh, pretty pretty bad for Jokic. And if Nuggets are in the plan, I think it's pretty much over for MVP too. So, uh, interesting. I I don't want to be too negative about it, but I think one of the best cases for Jokic is that he is statistically so much better, and his team is still like pretty much in the same 
kind of around the same positioning, but if they're in the play in, that's something they could point to. And then um, I wanted to ask you about Malone benching the second unit too, mm. uh, because I think that, <laughs> I don't know if hopefully people are watching March Madness and didn't catch it. So it's not a big <laughs> deal, uh, but that's another thing people could point out <laughs> for against Jokic MVP. Uh, I don't know, Noah. What do you what do you feel about that? Do you think it even matters? <laughs> no, I mean, how many minutes did it take for him to be put back in? I feel like he was put back in at like ten or nine minutes. So he was, and he was not playing well. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, would I? I don't know, dude. We can never really think into the mind of that. Did I? Mm-hmm. Was I surprised that he started the entire bench? All, you know, no starters in the second half after you know the Celtics went on some sort of 25 to four bullshit run. Like, yeah, that, that was surprising to me. Um, But I don't like the idea of like, this is such an optics thing. And like, you know, the MVP is this one game is going to be decisive. Um, Now on the other side, I think that both of those things do exist for Embiid where, you know, if he gets benched and he has a bad game, then he shouldn't (laughs) be the MVP. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I also, uh, by the way, for your, for your, you know, this being a real consequential MVP thing, we haven't really talked too much about it in terms of the race, but this week there were two of the more prominent, you know, pundits on national, um, you know, national shows, Shannon Sharp, former NFL player and Denver Bronco and Stephen A. Smith, current ESPN analyst. And um, I guess from New York, but they both, um, pretty defiantly um, made cases for Jokic as the MVP. And I guess this was before the Celtics game. This was earlier this week. This was actually right kind of after the Sixers game. But I think that that was really important that both of those guys who have extremely important national um, broadcasts and people listen to them probably more than, more than a lot of, more than most um like of the daily sports people that they went out and said that um, I thought that that was important. Yeah. And you're right. And this narrative thing changes all the time, you know, and that's kind of why I'm worried about it. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's been a little, the thing I'm concerned about too, is I think teams figured out that they can pretty much throw everyone at Jokic. That's what and, it is. <laughs> and, and it won't backfire. <laughs> Like uh, these games, like especially the game um, against the uh, Cavs, um, Jokic was like triple teamed the whole time, still has 32, 10 and eight. You know, it's like uh, it's the Nuggets can't get the ball to him even a lot of the times, you know, so stuff like that, like momentum for Jokic, I feel like just you know, stat wise for the stuff he needs to get. I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but yeah. Just also be on the MVP race itself and kind of how the nuggets have been. I'm kind of switching the topic, but yeah, I, yeah. I am okay with where, where we are with that. You know, I think, I think it's hilarious how, how Sixers fans like on Twitter, which is, you know, important and we give credence a lot to what's going on there, but they'll like um, whenever Jokic has a bad game, like Sixers fans will start, you know, jumping on him. They have so much, they have so much, um, uh, I don't know. He just lives in their head so much. And that's the thing. What is it called? Living without rent or something? Yeah, Living without rent. rent, rent, free. rent no, free. I, know. I, was, I know. I was just kidding. Oh. trying to be an old person. Yeah. Um, by funny, but yeah, I knew like, what you were talking about. No head cap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. No head cap is funny. Um, <laughs> But um, what I was going to say, moving on from kind of our current um, playing form is the Nuggets have just not, we haven't had great defense, but we also haven't been scoring well. Will Barton, who has been kind of back in the lineup regularly, has been playing really terribly, and that hasn't stopped him from still taking kind of bad shots. Mm-hmm. Um, Jokic, too, by the way, is, as far as three-pointers, which – he was always a pretty con- reliable, consistent three-pointer. I actually wrote it fucking down. He's shooting 18% from threes in the last five games. And Barton is shooting 36%. Um, and those are guys who need to, you know, make shots. Um, yeah. And that, obviously, that can lead to a lot of these 
you know, these losses. God damn it, no. Yeah, no, you're right. And um, to one of these other interesting things, I was looking at the upcoming schedule now about these teams. Uh, so the Timberwolves tied with the Nuggets right now. Their next three games are at Dallas, at home against the Suns, and then again, Dallas at home. Great. So that's very interesting to see because Dallas Nuggets are still only a game and a half behind Dallas for the fifth seed. So it's not even uh, out of the realm of possibility to move up two places in these seeds. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Kind of crazy. Um, so it, we'll, we'll see how it, how it plays out. But um, Nuggets right now, just, yeah, a game and a half behind the Mavs. Uh, so and so either way, Nuggets are going to be able to gain positioning. They just have to take care of their business too, which seems to be the most difficult part. <laughs> For sure. And yeah, I don't know. Um, we don't have, you know, and that'd be great if the Timberwolves lost a few of those games because they easily could. Um, but like our schedule is hardly like a cakewalk, you know. We, mm-hmm. we have the Clippers on Tuesday and then fucking Phoenix – and then we play Charlotte next week. Um, and then we still have a Lakers game. And again, another Minnesota – or no, that's the Minnesota game. Um, but also, we're almost done with the season, which is kind of crazy. So every – you know, we talk about seeding. At least I was earlier. Like, I didn't really care about seeding. But every single game does matter at this point. We're in that, you know, people like to be shitty and have that, like, you know, regular season doesn't really matter. But um, this is going to be, like, one of the more con- congested kind of – um, you know, um, close playoffs. I think we've had in a long time as in like, you know, who, who will really make it out of the West. Um, And each of these games is going to be a real litmus test for that. I think. Yeah. And the interesting part of the standings too, is that nuggets are uh, 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 six and a half games above Clippers in eighth. So Mm -hmm. it's really this top seven. That's kind of um, more well, not even the Suns. The Suns are also an outlier, um, nine games ahead of the Grizzlies, which is insane. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting. And yeah, every game matters. That's why this game was the most important game uh, of recent memory, I think, um, momentum-wise. So we'll see how it goes, Noah. Uh, what did you think? Did you see the comments of Malone today talking about uh, Jamal Murray, it's not. Yeah, close. I did. Yes. I wanted to actually say something about that. Yeah. People are on there. People are like, Malone has always been a liar. The dude <laughs> lies. And I'm like, fucking calm down, people. Here's my opinion, man. If you really want to get something mad about the Nuggets organization, how about the fucking streaming, which we still haven't even, we don't talk about nearly enough, I think. Not, it's my own fault. But I think like, these first of all, Malone pretty much is like he he does what is in agreement from the organization. You think he's going out there and just being like, oh, I'm just gonna fucking tell him, um, I'm just gonna I'm and also he doesn't give a fuck about the fans, dude. He wants to win, you know. And if that means throwing people off the scent on like whether Jamal and MPJ are gonna be back immediately or imminently or not at all this year, like honestly, I'm okay with that. Because it's all intrigue, bro. We call this espionage. You know, it's the reason that Russia is going to defeat the West because they're just more powerful and they're playing 3D chess. And that's what Malone is doing. Um, and people were so pissed. People were like, this man, he's filth. He is a pig, you know? And I'm like, um, so that interests me in, in that. Um, what What is your opinion? I just think it, yeah, it's, it's funny because he 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 makes it seem worse, I think, on purpose. But it also, right. I think, he is telling the truth. Like it's not immediately back, and I don't think that means they're not still trying. You know, like I think obviously Jamal and MPJ could be at home or whatever the whole time. You know, and they could have shut it down a long time ago and told, said definitely not this season. They could have did that. They could have put them on <clears throat> IR. So they could have opened up two roster spots for them because they're still on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could have done that if, if they weren't trying to bring them back. And I think, yeah, maybe 
March is looking bad, but maybe, uh, I don't know, April is more what we're looking at with Jamal. And that's a, a tough ask. And uh, with five games in April, uh, who knows if that's enough to get up to speed. But also it's like the way Nuggets are playing right now, the ceiling is much higher, even with a returning Jamal Murray and a returning MPJ that, you know, you might be able to roll the dice a little bit like that in chemistry wise, more than just not having the right amount of talent to beat these playoff teams. Um, you totally. know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yes, I do. Okay. And we've talked about that chemistry thing about, you know, you look at clay and the warriors and, and just kind of how that's, blown up and and what to expect and just all this whole time tampering expectations um but you know i I think you're right though too they could have they could have sent them away but the you know mpj and jamal are out on the sidelines most of these games are hyping everybody up they're huge well you know they're really important in terms of the team dynamic just being there and i think that's you know clearly people are pissed because these are little dick teases that they're giving us us, you know, it's like, and then also you just, if you put so much credence into all of these different reports, then that's when you're going to drive yourself crazy. Cause you look at the Denver post or Mike yeah. Singer or other, you know, bleacher report. And it's like, Hey, you better hold on your fucking hat because Jamal Murray is going to be there along with Justin Trudeau and everybody who fucking um, was arrested in those protests in Ottawa, you know, <laughs> and that's just too long of a thing, but I just, um, people just need to you know, I, I think it's, it'll just figure itself out. I just, I don't know. I have more faith than I've ever had, which is something I also wanted to point out. Um, cause bones, I think is going to make me believe in Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, not, I mean, he had a good game against the Celtics, not, uh, terrible as as most everyone else was so yeah uh, very very good especially in the philadelphia game obviously he had a couple of big big, uh, shots uh it was interesting in the cleveland game malone chose to ride with him who was playing better than monte which is very interesting um and yeah i don't i don't know man Uh, so bones uh it's just growing up all in front of our eyes and it's He's exciting to watch, and his passing is way better than I thought he would be at probably in, like, a couple years into his development. So I think, like, once he actually learns NBA plays and stuff like that, he'll be uh, even better. So kind of crazy. I do think, um, yeah, I wish him and uh, uh, Marcus Smart got a little more time to, like, talk back and forth, but the yeah. game wasn't as intense like that, yeah. <laughs> especially from a Celtics perspective, I guess. Um, but, so, yeah, it's very interesting, and I am still have a lot of questions about when Jamal comes back, how the guard rotations are going to work. Um, I don't think Austin Rivers has deserved less playing time either, really. Um, so, it's going to be interesting to see how Malone plays that, but I think he's just going to keep on riding hot hands, you know. And, you know, and we did talk about Jamal being scared of chemistry coming back. But I think if anyone could just, like, ride off the excitement and momentum of just playing again, it might be Jamal Murray. So, I mean, we may be hyping that up a little too much that maybe even a Jamal Murray with five games in April can go into a playoffs, which lasts forever if uh, the Nuggets... Yeah keep on advancing uh he could have a lot of experience in it by a couple months if uh he's doing that but what about noah uh friday april 1st against the timberwolves that that sounds like a comeback game for jamal i don't know why not dude i mean the timberwolves have kind of been that like uh i went to that timberwolves that game that we beat them um for that tiebreaker um sorry no the timberwolves ended us ended up beating us Yes. In for the record that year, but I went to the Timberwolves game that the Nuggets had beat them earlier. I'm just confusing. Anyway, the the Timberwolves have kind of always been that um, weird team. They haven't been a threat, obviously, in the past recent years. Um, but you know, we've sent a lot of people over there. Um, we've um, so there are some friends of ours from the Nuggets who are over there, and I think I think that would be a nice game for him to come back. Um, Even for the morale boost, you know, like I feel like 
there's there's this is a little bit of a lull. Usually Nuggets will they don't lose a lot of games in a row usually, um, so it's hard to tell. But I feel like energy wise, everyone's a little sluggish, a little slow. You know, so I think even just the morale of having a Jamal Murray back or maybe even and then Michael Porter, he seems liked enough that yeah. people would get pretty hype and maybe just re, re, re-energize the team a little bit, you know, kind of like a Derek White on the Celtics or whatever, you know, he's just new. Yeah, they're the same. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I think especially after tonight, um, when you see how many fucking dumb, stupid Celtics fans there are in Ball Arena, and they're cheering, and you can hear them on all the broadcasts, how how many there are. I think it'd be crazy um, from, yeah, from just, like, a, getting, you know, a morale thing. Imagine how psyched the fans would be if you just, like, you know, stepped on the court and started, regardless if you started draining buckets, but just started, step you know, stepped on the court that first game back, those first few games um, would be huge. And atmosphere-wise, you know, that's big. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm the anticipation is killing me. I'm more excited than I am angry. I don't know why people have turned this into an anger thing. You know, the guy has had a fucking, uh, you know, a, a career defining injury and, um, and now we want me, 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 give me more, give me more. So, yeah, who knows? And, 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 you know, nuggets, as we've talked all season might be might be average i think they're a great team when they want to be and they have the effort and they get some shots down or like one special player goes off so why not maybe even first game of the playoffs let's just have jamal murray (laughs) not even start i can see it now like checking into the game you know Um, how much of a, a like mood booster that would be against a like uh a, i don't know a jazz team or something yeah it would be incredible moment and even if he goes out there and is you know not as great as a 50 point performance just that hypeness would make i don't know aaron gordon defend better like he hasn't in the last month or uh jeff green do anything or uh will barton do anything or uh monte morris be aggressive you know like all that stuff is kind of uh, uh momentum based i feel like that totally. we've seen this this season so maybe uh you know might as well uh if you're malone might as well not fan the flames and kind of put them out and then it'll be a great moment and uh, a huge boost because it's even something that uh, people aren't expecting even as much. That's exactly how I would play it, dude. You know, I would be it like when they announced the lineups before, you know, before the game and be like, and Jamal Murray is also on the bench. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you just get people so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also it just, you know, it, it's, it's tactic. It's, it's the art of war, man. You're, you're pushing other teams off the scent. You think you want them to get prepared for Jamal and the Jamal Jokic amongst the, you know, most dominant duo in the league for sure people are going to get ready for that no um i'm into it i'm into what they're doing i would like you know jamal and mpj back but i'm not like calling people liars about it because i don't know how espionage and spying works and how to yeah you know how you win a war and all that shit plus no matter what noah the next season is not that far away and no, we're and we're only a couple months away from potentially a whole season of seeing jamal murray and bones highland in a backcourt together at some point just messing around and that's not too far in the future even if it isn't the season so sure. that's that's even crazy to think about um and who knows maybe like a thicker older wiser zeke Naji out there leaving yeah. screens for people um you know, this is, I'm back to a positive mind state nice. because the more I think about it, the more I'm just more excited that even people can be like upset that Jamal's not back yet. Like this has been a long time coming still, even if he comes back this season, it's been a long time. And now I'm getting more hype just thinking about it. I'm, I'm hyped about it, dude. Nuggets are without a doubt the favorites next year to win the entire thing. You know, Kawhi is washed. Paul George is washed. The Lakers organization is collapsed in on itself. Um, Phoenix, if they don't win it this year, their window is done. 
Grizzlies, they're not ready yet. Yeah, dude, next season, let's get ready. I hope everybody's ready for it because you're looking at the 2022-23 Larry O'Brien trophy holding, uh, er, you know, uh, thank you. Championship people. That's right. Well, I think that's a good way to end it if there ever was, was Noah. Some positive vibes on one of the worst vibes of the season. Uh, Noah, uh, do you have anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Um, No. Oh, I'm no, you don't really. Do you have anything to plug? Only if you do. No. Okay. Not really. Uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, Nuggets Pod and on Instagram at Chicken and the Nuggets. Uh, you know, leave us a review on iTunes. That would help a lot, probably. I was just going to, I was going to say that download and like subscribe and leave yes. us a review and send us chicken suggestions. Um, I'll sometimes get chicken suggestions from people and it's like the first five places that you Google when you search good chicken in Denver. Mm-hmm. I don't want that fucking shit. Throw, I'm going to throw that in the garbage. Give me chicken suggestions of places that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're looking for those. And I swear to God, if you just suggest the pollo asado from Chipotle, yeah, well, we know. I'm going to love it because you know what? It was <laughs> yeah. a great meal and I nice. turned it around because of that article on the website Thrillist. Uh, Thank you guys, everybody. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye, Jacob. Love you.